0: I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. You will see that we have set aside 13 weeks of preparation before we start working on the relationship. Okay, this is all really carefully prepared and it is confusing to new people because they think to repair marriage, you start working on the marriage right away. We're going to be breaking some paradigms and breaking some habits so that we are bringing you into a born-again experience as opposed to a duct-taped experience. We don't want you to be flying around in the same airplane that you were flying around before with just a bunch of duct tape on it, okay? So we're going to melt down your previous relationship, okay? And we're going to build a new mold for it. And one of the vital elements of that is you need to be working on your blueprint or your marital mission statement from scratch. This is not something you do with your husband. We want to take the wisdom you have now and put it into the phase of life you were in before you met your husband, before you got married, and where you had the latitude to envision and dream without the influence of a boy to contaminate it. I don't know if you noticed this, but boys can contaminate things. They're supposed to make things better, but they don't always do that. Okay. As part of that description, that building the vision of the bridge, okay, we have to be more clear on who you want to be and prefer to be and value to be as a woman. I've had the sad experience of interviewing many women who have become something more messed up than they were planning to in order to preserve a broken marriage, okay? I've got women who are more angry than they wanted to be. I got women who are more passive-aggressive than they wanted to be. I got women who are more scared than they wanted to be, okay? So, I want to blueprint your preferred and ideal identity as well with the miracle of you not living in a state of trauma, we want the wisdom you have now, and we're going to put it in a pre-married woman's brain. Okay? Now, everything we've done up to this point is to set the stage for that. It's Think of it as like rotor tilling the ground. Now, we're going to start planting some seeds. Today's lesson is called Man in the Mountain, because we need you to be aware of the instructions and the, the plans for the man's brain during this process. All right. Next week, we're going to be giving you more detail on what we call the Pioneer Woman Mode. This is our high recommendations based on lots of experience, science, and revelation on the best process to help a woman become born again. They are not the exact same process, right? When a man does man the mountain work, it comes from the concept of Nephi going up to the mountain, Moses going up to the mountain. The most important concept, I want to mention it at least seven times, if not three times. He does not take his wife with him. You do not go with him up to the mountain to make sure he's doing it right. Okay, I just want to make that very clear to understand it. You're not going to fully comprehend it because we'll never be able to explain doing nails and and toenails and pedicures to a man for self-care. So when we talk about what men do for empowerment and rejuvenation, it may not make sense, but we at least want you to be somewhat informed. Okay. All right. The metaphor I'm using with the men is skateboarding. Okay. Because I want you to, you can visualize it all you want, but until you get your feet on the skateboard and you smash your head against the pavement and scrape up your knees and sprain your ankles. And before you're going to get any situation really good, you're going to have to try about a hundred times and you're going to sprain your ankles, bang your shins, hit your head on a rock many, many, many times. This is why we spend so much time on the rejuvenation process, the re-anchoring process. Part of Pioneer Woman Mode is the recovery process. So thank you, Sarah, for your vulnerability to let us know. And just so you know, that's so normal. So normal, Okay. We always, you know, we flinch a little bit when someone hits the pavement, when they're trying a new stunt on the skateboard and you're like, oh, that's gonna hurt, <laughs> okay? But we're not surprised. We're just proud of you for trying. Now, I wanna talk for a second and and I invite you to have a piece of paper where you have a line down the middle and we wanna separate, we wanna give you some discernment training on the difference between a husband and a not husband a husband and a not husband, okay? So that you know what you're dealing with. Think of it like into it's raining or it's not raining. It's snowing or it's not snowing. We're not teaching you this so you can get it to stop raining or get it to stop snowing. We're gonna teach you this so that you can have a plan. I have one plan for when it rains and I have one plan for when it doesn't rain. I have one plan for when it snows and I have one plan for when it doesn't snow. I have one plan for when I'm in a relationship with a husband and I have a different plan for when I'm in a relationship with a man who is not a husband, okay? And these men can switch back and forth just like it does outside of your window, but you're very capable of handling rain, not rain, rain, not rain, and you can adapt. So we wanna train you to do the same thing. I have a husband for 20 minutes. Now I don't have a husband for an hour and a half. And now I do, and now I don't. So part of what you're going to be learning next week is a part of Pioneer Woman mode is having that adaptability to, one, read the weather patterns, and two, make necessary adjustments. So you don't need it to stop raining, and you don't need it to rain. We want to take away the dependency element, okay, so that you're not dependent on his state of mind, all right? Now, a husband, okay, a man who is healthy will recognize the need for a man in the mountain work. He will say, I'm humble enough to know that I need personal revelation to be a husband. A husband will know that. A non-husband will not know that. So husbands know they need revelation. Not husbands don't think they need revelation. So if you're interacting with him and you can ask a question, do you need revelation this week? If he says, no, I'm good, then you know darn well you do not have a husband. Okay? If he goes, yes, I'm going to need some revelation this week. And you go, Whew, oh, good. He already knows that. Now, the typical woman when he says, no, I don't think I need revelation says, now I'm your mother and I'm going to teach you that you do need revelation. Okay? No, ladies, he's going to have a piece of paper that says, wife, And mother. Okay. And we want him to interact with you when you're being a wife, and I want him to remove himself when you're being a mother. Okay. No mothering. Okay. If you want to be a mom, spend time with your kids. Don't spend time with a man who's an adult male if you want to mother somebody. If your mother instinct kicks in, walk away. Do not be in the presence of a man when your mother instinct kicks in. Okay. You don't want him to act like a little boy, so don't act like a mother, okay? Just walk away, okay? All right, so if he's a man, if he's a husband, when he goes up into the mountain, he's going to miss you, but he's going to go anyway. I feel like I'm abandoning you and the kids. I feel like I'm leaving you behind. Well, don't you think Nephi felt the same way when he abandoned his family? What about when Moses was up in the up in the mountain for 40 days? Do you think he was like, I probably should get back to the family, probably should get back to the family. God's up there. We're not done talking yet. They're going to be fine. Now, ladies, what we don't want you doing, I want you to imagine that your husband actually makes a connection with God and he's up there and you send him a note that says, please bring home milk later today from the grocery store. And we need it by five. Okay. Do you really want to be the person interrupting his conversation with God? Okay. Can you, do you really want to be that person that says, oh, sorry, God, but I need milk. Sorry, but we need something for the kids. I have a need and only this man can meet it for me. Why? Because I'm used to that. Part of pioneer woman mode is the inconvenience of taking care of yourself while he's gone. Okay. Now, what is he actually doing while he's up there? Claire told us that a husband will be gathering resources. He'll be gathering energy. He'll be gathering wisdom. He'll be gathering ideas. He'll be gathering resources, and he will bring something back. Now. Here's a mistake I see wives do sometimes as well. When a man says, I'm going up into the mountain, she says, oh, that's kind of like when you go to the grocery store, let me give you a list of things to get from the grocery store and have you bring it back. So if you'll take this to God, I have a list of things I need you to get from God and bring them back, okay? All right, so I'll need the following resources. We need some more bacon, we need some more flour, we need some more water, okay? All right. So when he comes back and all he has is chickens and squirrels and a stack of wood, and you're like, this isn't gonna work for me. You did not get things from God that I wanted you to get. Sorry if that's painful at all or familiar. Okay, ladies, you gotta be really careful. Now, what we want you to do is we want you to be curious in two ways. We're gonna give you more information this next time. One, okay, did he come back with snakes? And with rocks to throw at you, and did he come back with a fire to light under your wagon and burn it down? Like, you want to do some assessment while he's at a distance. Is he dangerous? Because we're not going to assume he's automatically coming back with a wagon load of supplies. These are men. Sadly, they cannot be completely trusted. As much as I would like them to be. Now, the challenge for you is if he brings back a load of wood and of buffalo and of bacon and you treat him as if he has a wagon full of toxic snakes, that's fine, but you're not going to get the resources that he could add. So you have the extremely painful experience of doing an assessment every time he comes back. Now, I would rather you be safe than sorry. If he says, I have food, and he only has snakes, then you say, I would love for you to not come into my camp. In other words, the door's locked. You're not coming in. A real man, a husband, will let you be safe. He'll support it. He'll be out there going, I get it. I get that you're nervous. I get that you're worried. What can I show you so that you know that I bring good things as opposed to bringing things that are dangerous. And if you say, well, I need to double-check, I need to triple-check, I need to quadruple-check, a husband will support that. A man will be selfish and will want it his way. And then you need to protect yourself. You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I've put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40 lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you'll find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be. Please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.